Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your host, Jesse and Lance. Jesse and Lance, and uh, right off the bus, like literally moments ago, I think, Truth. got into town. Yep. Play-by-play man, Gino Paolo, joining yeah. us in studio. Yeah. Gino. Gino, what time did you get off the bus? Uh, you know what? We were at Co-op Place before 2 yesterday. Or, okay. Well, this morning, yeah. but at the time of this was being recorded. Got all my crap off the bus and started up the Golden Rocket. It started. Nice. And... and Got finally got into bed about two thirty, and then of course your brain's still thinking a little bit. Of course, and, uh, you're looking at some. What do you? Can I buy this right now? Like I've done some <laughs> stupid things. At uh-huh. Two, uh-huh. Like I'm think like kind of thinking. I was looking up like Microsoft Surfaces the other day. <laughs> And they're pretty awesome machines. Like, can I buy one, like, refurbished on Kijiji? Went down, like, a 15-minute rabbit hole. Just <laughs> like, delusional purchase. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. get one? No, I did oh. not. But I'm thinking about it still. Well, uh, <laughs> soon. So, while we're talking about this trip to Regina, Lance and I talked about it on our show. What's a trip like that do for not only the boys, but even yourself, right? Like, you, you probably left the day of. Yeah. Six-hour bus ride. You play a game, and then it's another six hours back. That's uh, it was about four and a half. It's not as far as you think. But right. that's still got to be that's, that's a long day, no? Um, You know what? I haven't really thought about it yet, that it was a long day or not. The, the ride up was fine because I was working away, and we kind of stopped in uh, Swift Current for, for pregame meal, and you just carry on with your day, and... You get to Regina at a decent time. I actually got in a little bit early, which was great because I had to do my uh, so-called uh, TV hit for chat. I saw that, by <laughs> the way. It looked great. Was it? They're yeah, actually, I'm a uh, fan of those. Yeah, I like Oh, those. yeah. With the ring light, I'm packing a little yeah, ring light good. in the brand yeah, center up like all those it. stairs looking like a, I don't know, a, an influencer. I have no Look idea. at you. But no. God, no. Um, no, it, like the way up was fine. The way home, when it was windy and icy a little bit, damn, that was that was a long ride. and. Obviously, the result, when you lose, the bus ride feels like a, yeah. a little, about an hour longer than it should be. So. Yeah, it's it's never fun, I would imagine, No, on the ride home after after games like that. And I, I, I guess because it's the most recent, we can start there. Just Yeah. It's it's two points that don't go your way in, in a game that you obviously wish you want them all at this point of the season. But uh, when you're battling against teams like Regina for, for jockeying for positions and whatnot, uh, it's uh, it's a big two, and you, you looked around the league and other teams that are in that same fight that we we, we talk about. They lost, so uh, it's it okay. A, it was a decent opportunity, but not to be. Well, you know, and the Tigers finally got bedarded a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. we've seen Saskatoon, a really good team, have that happen to them earlier this year, and uh, Red Deer, you know, dealt with Bedard a few weeks ago in Red Deer. They won in overtime, but uh, at the end of the day. He's a he's a hell of a hockey player. We we already knew that, and Tanner Howe was really good on his line. I think, I think the effort from the guys on well, I guess last night, I guess is they didn't play horribly, but mm-hmm. did they play great? Absolutely not. They did a lot of good things right. The power play was working a little bit, and uh, the penalty kill I thought was on a great start, and then the, the late hooking call that eh, whatever I could go on be blue in the face and get us fined a thousand dollars or whatever it is and uh at the end of the day you just can't 
do a five on three with that Regina team, and that just it just took off from there. Hal gets a pair. He was actually Tanner Hal was really good last mm-hmm. night. He was all over the place. Him with Stringer and and of course Bedard, obviously driving that entire city right now. And it was just an all around effort. They just wasn't enough. Uh, quick quick entries in the offensive zone, in and outs. Uh, not extended time except for maybe in that first period. I thought they were really good in the first. They mm-hmm. just didn't get the equalizer at the end, and they had some power play chances. But at when it's all said and done, it was just not good enough on everybody's front. Like it was, I don't think anybody was like really bad in that game, but no one was really good either. And when you are a team focused group where you don't have a ninety eight to just pluck and throw out for a man and a half like John Paddock can at any moment, it's it's not going to be a good time for you. You still get you're within striking distance twice, and it just it just never got closer, right? It just you always kind of got push back a hair and it was it just wasn't the great a great effort but that's what Saturday's for against Kamloops I think that's a very intriguing matchup now because nobody's beaten Kamloops on this central division road swing for them and you have an opportunity on a back-to-back against Lethbridge on the Saturday co-op place Sean Clouston's return maybe you're going to catch this Kamloops team off guard a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, well, not off guard, but maybe they're going to be a little gassed. They're ready to go home after that. And yeah, so. maybe looking past it, right? Yeah, you kind of hope so. Going back to that Regina game, yeah, it seemed like every time the Tigers had an answer, Regina was able to answer right back. With like two. That's yeah. the bad part. And it just mm-hmm. we weren't able to, to, to catch up. But, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, if we could go back to the Regina weekend, that Friday night game. Red Deer weekend? Sorry, thank you. Uh, Red Deer was in town. Was the officiating as bad as what the Tiger fans are saying online right now? I didn't get a chance on to Saturday. watch as much. You know what? I got to roll back on the film there a little bit. I know there was maybe a couple you're thinking, okay, you're calling this now. Yeah. But the big one that everyone was talking about is the Wiseblad hit, It's right? the charging yeah, one, right? That, yeah. that's that the changed one. the whole game. Yeah. And you know what? At the time, I think you and I, lads, kind of looked at it. Like, it looked pretty severe. Like, in action. In, in the building, in, in the, the vantage building. point we had, I didn't love the hit. I, I look and I look back again. It's a bit of a play up the middle, head down. Yeah, format. looking back at it, like because I saw the replay too, yeah. and I completely changed my mind from what I first thought when I saw it because I kind of saw it like the refs did. Because yeah, yeah. Well, and the refs react that way; they have to. And you sitting can't where not think about it for a second, sitting on where like we that. were, um, just where we are in in Ridley's broadcast booth, you. You you saw the angle that that Weisblatt took, and that's kind of why I figured there was going to be a, a five was because of the angle that we had that he hit uh, Formanic at. But when you see the replay, like, and and granted, like, there's going to be there was obviously one ref in the far side corner and the back. Ju- uh, we'll call him back judge. I yeah, guess. I always but, called back judge. Yeah, and, and he was hovering around the red line. Like you 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 get a pretty good perspective along with the linesman because. Don't forget, after the hit was made, three of the four officials had a conversation. One linesman did not. Um, so they had a pretty good, be I, I guess, storytelling time is what they would have had when everyone talked about what they saw. They should have had enough eyes there to see what was on the replay. And the replay had shown that, like, Weisblatt flattened out. Like, he actually took yes. he took Formanic on, on a straight path. It wasn't the angle that I thought he hit him at originally. Well, it was actually uh, yeah. pretty straight across. Well, that's exactly what it looks like on a couple replays, and I think, I think still the right call was probably made. Like, 
the way that, but he also put himself in a bad spot. Yeah, I'm just what the best part about that is. Yeah, the penalty happened. The 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 game completely changed because Red, Red Deer's power play is really good. We already knew that. Was that Weisbot didn't get suspended? I thought, and with Formant coming back, I was like, okay, there's no way if he gets suspended, that's there's some crazy. Dirty, there's there's <laughs> some dirty pool being played. Is it and, true that he came back right away too? No, he, no, he, no, he didn't period. finish the period. He came back for the third because okay. then he scored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was hearing I was hearing reports that like he he came back right away and scored on that. Power no, play. no, no, no. He did. He left the he left the game. Well, he left the period. Didn't come back. Mm-hmm. Scored right away in the in the third. In the so, third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Formanic, I said it on the broadcast too after he came back because I didn't want it to be insensitive or come off wrong. But he, he's a he's a ratty player. Yep. He's a hard guy to play against. He he's very similar to a Brad Marchand, where it's like if you have him on your team, you're very happy to have him because he does a lot of good things and just pisses the opposition off. Right. One hundred percent. But he also, when when you get put into those spots, like I, I've seen a handful of Formatics games now, and sometimes there's there's a bit of an over embellishment, and you're not a hundred percent sure on where things are at. Like I remember last season, there was a few hits and a few. I guess I would say battles with different guys like Rhett Parsons and, and whatnot on the blue line in corners where Formanic, you know, is slow to get up or he's kind of looking back, waiting for a call. And I've always hated that in any player. And, and really you, do you don't like to see that. And so I, I was reserving all of like my, my full thought to kind of see where things went because you are happy that he's not hurt. Yeah. You're happy that Formanic's fine. Um, but like th- there's a part of it where that, the the staying down the extra attention then he goes off and and that all it plays a human factor i think in in mm-hmm. determining calls because at the time the the five made perfect sense like the guy's gone he's leaving the game based on the angle yeah. the collision like the the five to me made a lot of sense and he like Wiseblatt elevates up on the one leg a little bit and you see that in the replay so like the charging call can be made but i think the biggest thing that i said to Eugene was if you let a hit like that go uncalled, you're, in, you're creating in, a mess. In the, in the vibe and where that game was at, you could feel that it was becoming a bit of a melting pot and that the, the temperature uh, was going up a bit. Because Parsons yeah, like, look, before ragged all for Manic in the corner 30 seconds before. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you felt that the, the energy was coming up and that, okay, you might be losing grip on this one if you're, if you're one of the officials. So the call makes sense. It it does. It's and it's not a great call. It, it doesn't feel great. No. But I could see where they're coming from with all those factors that are piled in. So you make that call hoping that listen, both teams then understand you do something like that, we are gonna call penalties on that. So then you just you don't it's see more that anymore. That if you don't call it, then it gets out of control. I think on two things for that hit. One, the guy who threw it mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of a reputation. Mm-hmm. And the second was just Man, I lost my train of thought because I was well, can, getting on there. But you, was, you, you mentioned, though, for a second that the player put himself in the bad spot. Yeah. There's 100% responsibility on Frantisek for Manic in that yes. spot to curl to the middle of the ice in between the dots right at the hash marks with his head down. Mm-hmm. And he has to know that pressure is coming from that weak side because he's skating through the middle of the ice with the puck. Mm-hmm. But how do, you put the, how do you put the emphasis on the player? You know what I mean? Like, and, and this is a problem that this kind of extends. This is a problem that goes way past this yeah, game. This, this goes to every game. Because players, you know that you can get yourself into that spot. You might pay the consequences of being injured. Right. But you can make that play. Know that a penalty is going to be drawn. And and so some players are okay with making that trade. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like it's almost okay to, to play with your head down. Yes. And 
This game is a thousand times faster than it was five years ago. And heavier. And yeah. heavier. And like not in the physicality, exactly. but in the way the speed combines oh. with the, how big these guys are. You're telling me if Caden Lindstrom trucks you at center ice, six foot three, 187 pounds, and not you have your head good. down. I'm going to be in the dark room for like a week. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, good. Like, let me ask you this because uh, maybe people didn't get to see the Regina game, but Krebs took quite a hit. Again, kind of center ice. Oh, yeah. He, w- he was going center. He took he took a really good hit. He got blown hit. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm very happy he got back up. But what's the difference in hits there? Because the Regina player didn't get five it, in a game. No. Well, I think because I think because Krebs A got up right away also makes the severity of that a little bit different. So. I think I think Krebs saw him out of the corner of his eye and braced for impact, which would make why that man has got a Washington Capitals logo by his name, right? Because he knows the game. He's played with two of the best WHLers and his brothers that mm-hmm. played in this league and. Who he's watched, he he saw. I think he saw him right out of the corner of his eye. Felt the pressure and felt it coming. He's like, "Cape, brace for impact," yeah. which is what you're taught before anything else. And he got right back up. Got right back up. Ooh, everybody was mad at Drew. Drew Krebs is almost more hated than Rhett Parsons that night, which is crazy to think. Because, but yeah, that but was, I mean, uh, going back to that that penalty, that charging penalty. You're right. That was a, that completely changed the, that game. Oh yeah, Saturday night because it, the, if you're the, up three one mm-hmm. and you're giving Red Deer a five minute and they score right off the bat. I think th- within the first two minutes, yep, they had three well, more minutes to go and yeah, it's they like well, they scored right away. They scored right away and then right at the end of the five, they scored as well. So they end up being two for two <laughs> on that power play. But and then you go back to the game in Red Deer the next night when Pasha Botrov breaks his nose. I don't. I. I he, I've talked to him since. He knows where he is. He knows yeah. his name. How important Christopher Setoff is to how that Red Deer defense core clicks. They were not the same when he left the game at all. No. And that's just the experience of their forwards and their defense. That was Steve Conowalchuk's structure. They were able to do what they were doing for a little while, and then the Tigers pulled away. Like I, I have a greater appreciation for what Christopher Setoff has brought to the Rebels this year after he left that game. He eats a lot they, of minutes. He, and he covers up a lot of problems, a lot of holes. Have. Yeah, and they're slow. That the Rebels are slow compared to the Tigers. That hit that he clips Botcharov with, that's more. Of the play that you want to see get rid of, right? Yes, and that's what we kind of thought maybe the Weisblad hit was a little At bit. At first, it kind of looked that way until, obviously, when we're sitting there and they're not going to – like, they didn't show any replays, of course. You're not allowed in-house, to. In-house, um, and so we didn't have anything to look back on. So after seeing the, the two hits side by side, it's like – Well. I mean, and now here's the, the funny thing, right? It's like it's revisionist history, but you see the two. One's quite obviously – like, just based off of how the plays happen. There's one that is clearly more egregious than the other. Yeah. But it's hard to compare apples to apples, seemingly, when they're not apples to apples because of the game flow and everything that we talked right. about. And so that's the biggest thing that I want to stress to people is that, like, you can't just put all these plays into a vacuum and just, like, shoot them off and say, well, yeah. let's go this, like, this clip to this clip to this clip to this clip. Because there, there's more extenuating circumstances like the feel of the game there, and where things are at. The time of the game. Time and, is a big one. Like all, all these different factors that. That, that setup hit in. was right away. 
Yeah, that yeah, was that was right away. That wasn't great. And, and Botrov did not come back. So like, do, do we have an update on on Pasha Botrov yet? Like, is the team released? Anything? Uh no, I know it's a day. It's still kind of that we got to figure out what's still wrong with him. He he does have a broken nose. Right, <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, he got clipped on the on the face pretty good. So his nose is really in one direction now. It's not. Straight really good it. breathing out of one side, though. Yes. <laughs> Going to breathe very well out of one uh, side. He, you know what? Pasha was walking around. I, I think it's more of a precaution with him. I think he did. I don't know if he got a actual concussion. We don't know. And mm-hmm. I'm not asking that question because that's Mickey's problem, not mine. Right. <laughs> right. I don't mean to put Mickey Lannick on the spot, but Mickey will tell me when he's ready that, or we'll know if they're not skating today. I was like, well, maybe he'll try skating today, but I don't even think he's doing that right now. Right. So, but he's at the rink, so I think that means he's a lot closer than we think coming back. I don't, I don't think he's going to play this weekend against Kamloops, but right. Which begs the question because I've also heard on social media. Oh my! Um, would we get a Gavin McKenna sighting once he's done representing what? UConn? No, he only has one game left. But if it's an emergency. Case again? Uh, at this point, well, he could. Because of course, that's what Tiger. That's, that's right. what we all do. And my, my sorry, I didn't think because it was every Brett time Cal- there's an injury, yeah. I get excited and I'm like, listen, I hope they're okay. Yeah. But does that mean that the boy Wonder might get called up the on an emergency son basis? Comes home because yeah. he's fun to watch, and I think we're all sitting there hoping for that goal and want to be there. When he scores that first goal, the W. Well, me and Lance are going to be there. He's, he's yeah. going to score it at home. You know it, right? I like, hope so. He, and I, that, I will say, like I, I appreciate that people are excited for uh, for for McKenna to potentially come in. Um, this team is better if they don't need him. I agree. Um, I'm this, with this you 100. This team is better if they don't need to use the emergency recall because that means Braden Bame and Pasha Botarov are in the lineup. Yeah. You could have used both of those two. I was going to say you saw that there was an absence uh, against Regina without those guys, big I, time. I think like, and you know what, Kurhas gets into putting a, a tough spot. He, it's been a tough year for him, and Brett Calhoun was okay. Wasn't like, asked to be anything like, more than you know, okay like, for he Westworth. Was, he was there. Mm-hmm. He was a happy-go-lucky guy to be back and play against Carbodart. He'll never forget that for the rest of his life. Sure. He lined up against the, like lined up against that line once. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it. You would love to. You'd love to see it. But I, I again, I'm with you 100. percent I don't want to see McKenna till the 11th of March. But to answer your question, I would imagine they could. They could based off of emergency because their 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 roster, what they have uh, on the official roster, is so thin. Yeah. That it only takes a, a couple people going down. Well, it to doesn't be able have to be McKenna either. I mean, the future is bright regardless. See, There's a lot of young talent. We that... know we've got one Hayden Harsani yep. matchup coming fairly soon. And I want to say it's against Calgary next week, but I'm not sure on that one. Not Calgary next week. Not playing Calgary. Just because they don't play Calgary next week. So that's so who do they play next be. Friday? Uh, Edmonton? Yes, yeah. that's the one. Sorry. Edmonton. I meant, You're good. I think maybe that was maybe. Listen, we're lining up for a very busy week. There's like Tigers are a lot of home games days. coming yeah. up. Yeah, we've got four in a row here. Four in a row. You know what? We kind of talk about chunks. This chunk hasn't has been okay. Mm-hmm. You've got well, you've got three out of a possible six now. So the win you, in, in Red Deer was se- big. You said seven was the magic. Seven one. out of this set of six. They got five points out of five games, and their six one comes up against Kamloops. Okay, so there'll be one shy of. Well, they'd be oh, so they're at five five so, points right now. So if they beat Kamloops, they've done what you want them to do. That's right. I remember we talked about Perfect world to get a point against Kamloops. 
Well, they're pretty good right now, aren't they? Kamloops so. have been a little bit on a, on a run. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good trade. Like if you if you do the unthinkable mm-hmm. and beat Seattle, so they didn't even get a chance to go to the the member. Mm-hmm. You win that trade. Yep. Like mission accomplished. If if they if they are able to prevent the, the, the Seattle, Seattle Thunderbirds Thunderbird. from going to the Memcop, yes, that's and you're in the Memmer, and then you're playing probably Winnipeg. I I, I talk about I would do the Daryl Sutter quote here. I don't want to be eighth because it's gonna be a waste of a week. No, out there you don't want to be seven either. Like on the West, you don't want to be one, no. or you don't want to be eight. You don't want to be seven. No, here you don't want to be eighth. You don't kind of want to be seven. Seven's you fine. Be seven, six is six. fine. Tigers have played very well against. That second uh and the Saskatoon Blades, they didn't like the last game was not great, unfortunately, score wise, but you'd love to be the sixth seed, but you look at the standings today and I, I didn't do the math, obviously, which I'd never do the math. Everybody knows that. Yeah, um, what do you need? I do no, a lot like, of math. Because <laughs> Lethbridge lost. Yeah. And with I think if the Tigers would have won, they would have been again nine points back of fifth of yep. Lethbridge. That's right. So Regina they're playing Brandon on Friday. I, I'm not sure if there's a Winnipeg game rolled in there as well. Like the next day, you feel like there probably is. Like with with uh, with Brandon, you mean? Yeah. Or well, like I with, think they got two straight against two the straight Pats. against two straight against Brandon. So that's a huge weekend for them. You win. I expect the Regina Pats to beat Brandon. I do. Yeah. I think they're they're not going to miss the playoffs. I don't think we're, we're, that guy wearing a 98 is going to do it by himself. He will carry them to sixth, which is what we figured. And I think he, depending what Lethbridge does at the end of the year, you might sneak into five. Nah, you might. You need Lethbridge to win if you're the Tigers because if the if, I know you want Lethbridge to win. No, but you need them to win. You need them to win. You, you got Lethbridge you, against Calgary three yeah, times at yeah. least. Yeah, you, you, you physically like if the Tigers want to make playoffs, they need Lethbridge I'm just, to win. But I'm just saying like the <laughs> possibilities are there, like. If Regina gets going on a are. bit of a he- Regina gets on a hair of a heater, like Bernard goes on his thirty-five game point streak yeah. again, and Moose, yeah, Moosejaw still kind of hanging in there. Moosejaw, you never know. I think we never. I don't world, think we ever will know with Moosejaw for the end of time. And I, I'm on board with you. I don't want to cheer for Lethbridge, but unfortunately, I think we got to go down I that know, road. But um, I would like to see the Tigers go seven because I think. Going that would deer. be a hell of a series yeah, against good. the Red Deer Rebels. I think we saw it this past weekend oh. at home and in Red Deer. You're going to get a little bit of everything. How nasty would that be? Yeah, well, That was only <laughs> two games, and you crazy. saw how nasty that could be. Imagine that bad boy being a best of seven. Mm-hmm. March 11th's got potential now to be really nasty. Yep. Between. The rest of yep. these games in March, I think, have the potential to be nasty. Minus because we're all playing for something. <laughs> yeah, well... If the Tigers, God, for some Edmonton. reason, aren't finding their way against Edmonton. Then, then I mean, Like, we're writing those off, but, I mean, like, Edmonton can just sneak up and beat anybody, too. So That's true. They got nothing to lose. No. Mm-hmm. You just hope that, like, you don't want to forecast too far down, but you, you hope that this Tigers hockey club continues their urgency against Edmonton. Yes. Because it's very easy to lose that on nights where you think you're, Calgary. you're having more of an off night. That's right. Yeah. Um, on Regina's front, by the way, their their last ten games include three against Saskatoon. Oh. I think they have a couple against Red Deer. Uh, they don't have fun down the down the stretch. But they've beat Saskatoon. They I have. think they, I think they can. I think Connor Bedard can win two against Saskatoon. 
by himself. They might need to. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You, again, you don't know what you're getting. No. You could get a guy again. Yeah, right? Experience. Right? Like Regina. he could put six points up and, and win the game, but he also could put up four points and lose. It's, yeah, it's we saw one that. of those weird <laughs> things with the Regina Pats. Yeah. I, I think their defense is not great. But, man, I, I, I got to talk about it. That Bateman-Parsons fight yesterday, mm-hmm. holy, two absolute mammoths of humans. Or some haymakers being well, thrown I, in there. I always, I, I'm trying to get it into my calls now, and sometimes with fights I don't have time. I like to do tail the tape, yep. and I had time because I love how they backed up first, and, they, and, the, and, the, and kudos to the linesmen for not interfering with that. They lined up. They knew something had to be done with it, and they let them go. And you look at the tail of the tape. Bateman, I think, was what? 6'6", 223. Parsons build at 6'3", 187, which I think I wrote that wrong. He is not 187. He's probably closer to, like, 197. I was going to say he's pushing two. He's pushing two for sure. And I was like, oh, my God, like, these two bulls. But I look, you gave up three inches of reach Mm -hmm. and about 20 pounds. Like, you're fighting, like... You're not quite a super heavyweight at that point if you're Rhett Parsons. Like, you are the super heavyweight in every other fight. Sure. But holy – I mean, Bateman kind of clocked him on that first one and, and put him back. I was like, get up, kid. Don't do – don't – you can't do it this way. Yeah. Like, you're, you're – Which you're, that was surprising. Your, that your the, street cred would be down a bit if that happened. And I thought the lines would get involved in that. I did, too. But he wasn't dazed. He got back up. They locked. He got a couple hits in. Parsons clocked. I know Cam Moon used to always say, you never lose when you're the broadcaster and your guy's fighting. Yeah. And I was like, but Bateman had a couple just absolute hurting bombs at the end. And I felt them. I was like, ugh. Yeah, a buddy of mine had texted me during that fight and said, Rhett Parsons somehow was on the losing end, I think, of a fight where he landed lots of punches. He landed a he landed So both were trading, right? Well, and he... And Bateman got his arm free mm-hmm. out, of his sh- out of his jersey. So he was able to get a couple extra swings. That way, and Parsons again, you d- defend yourself first when you don't have reach, or you are going to get knocked the f mm-hmm. out. Yeah, careful. Sorry, yeah, good. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You put a little e beside this, can't you? I, I guess I have. I've had. I have. I didn't say anything bad. No, 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 no you're just good. a you're letter. Good. Yeah, you're yeah. Good. But if it slips, it's um, no, no. But you, you're going to get knocked out if you don't. If you don't respect reach, look at the UFC. Yeah. Same yeah, yeah. thing. Like that was a heavyweight fight. Pars looked okay. I, I'm curious what he looks like today. I think there was a little he was bit leaking of a, sh- a little bit. There's a little bit of a shiner that's yeah. going to be on the one eye there. But yeah, uh, this is going to be a a tough stretch of four now for the Tigers. This oh, homestand's man. not easy. No, it's this, not. It, what does it feature? Uh, Kamloops Saturday, Tuesday. Swift Current. You have to play Swift Wednesday. You get to deal with Winnipeg, oh, uh, and then Friday you get Edmonton. And so topsy turvy there, isn't it? Yeah, the the Oof, easy. It's, okay. it's, a, it's Oof, a okay. It's a sandwich. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say the easy way to kind of forecast it is all right. Well, Swift and Edmonton are are Beatable. not must wins, but like as close as we can get at this point in the season. And yeah. if you can pick points of any kind against Winnipeg and Kamloops, you're happy. Well, you talked about. I I think they have a really good chance on Saturday. I think there'll be a little extra juice. For that one, and I, I hope so. Yeah, the return of Ashton Furster, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Listen, I know we made joke of Ashton Furster, but he's actually he's going to the member, <laughs> he's got 20 points this year. Yeah, 
I can't remember the last time we got 20 points with well, Tigers. I mean, just look at his career stats. <laughs> There's none. I, I, <laughs> no offense, Ashton. It's just you like. You've offended him. Well, you're, 20 now he's, points in Now he's going to get the Tigers on cage yeah. bump, and he's going mean, to go listen, off on Saturday. Like, I'm, I'm not being. I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm saying anything out of line here where, like, if you send a guy that is playing bottom six minutes on one team to another team that is mem cup bound and still plays bottom six minutes, the depth is going to look a little different. He's having a career year. Well, yeah. Last year, 66 games, only 19 points. Before that, 10 games with the Tigers, no points. Find me a guy on on Kamloops that isn't having a career year, outside of maybe Stankoven and Zellweger. I think think Stankoven's having a career year. And he just came off of CHL's Player of the Year. So, like, what are we talking about here? I'm gonna look. Like, I, no offense, Ashton, but how like, did the Calgary Flames bump? pass on Stankoven? Hey, well, ah, well, that guy's having a career year. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you'll be well. looking for a while. <laughs> but like, yeah, congrats, you're on a really good team. Like, <laughs> this guy has three points. He's having a career and year. Who, who cares what I say, right? Like, my opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, Saturday night is it's gonna be. I think there's storylines there, right? You got Big Ashton time. back, and that's and, like and, a and, WWE like storyline. Yeah, that's why he's all revved I'm, up. I'm all revved up. He wants I, he wants the coaches to cut promos. I want Clouston and Willie to cut promos on each other, <laughs> yeah. like like no tomorrow. I'm gonna tell you right now. I Willie want the Dijon Rock versus Hogan. You're talking. About. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he might. I don't but, know. But. I mean, listen. Whether whatever you say about Sean Clouston, the guy has been a part of the Medicine Tigers for quite some time. He like, Put together, the better part of a decade. He put together days, yeah. some really good teams. He made the playoffs. He, they exited the first round. Doesn't matter. He he had been a staple mm-hmm. with this team. So mm-hmm. love him or hate him, it's quite exciting to have him back in the building. On yeah, the completely be, opposite side. It'll be fun. I I was saying I uh, I don't know if he's been in the ring since he got the job in Loops because I know he's like there's still family that's that's here. So I'm not sure if if he's come back and quietly just gone into co-op place and checked it out or what's been the deal. If he's haven't looked at it since, I have yeah, no idea. I don't know. For I what it's worth, we reached out to try and get him on this podcast, and uh, well, we, they don't return our calls. And yeah, we, listen, we tried. Who's we your phone? It, I sent the emails. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. phone John Keen. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't want to get into John Keen's Twitter DMs. And if John, you're listening to this, I doubt you are. But if you ever get this <laughs> clip, uh, I didn't want to get in your Twitter DMs to say, hey. We typically have play-by-play guys on. Can we have Sean Clouston? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do that to John right off the hop. So. But I'm very curious because he's 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 kind of like Willie. Doesn't really show a ton of emotion, right? He's, he's Willie was pretty emotional last night at times. He was he. Well, I I take that back a little bit. But he when they had that the the kerfuffle at the end of the mm-hmm. game and it was kind of like the they're standing on their side of the fence and Tigers are standing on their side of the fence with players and things that happened prior to that, and then Willie was more mad at his guys. Is it get off the bench, let's go, or get get off the ice, let's go. I was like, yeah. whoa. That was like dad. That was like the father. That was when, yeah, that was when dad That's when dad says, get in the house. Yeah, time to get home. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm very curious, like on both sides of the fence, what's it going to be like for both coaches Rip, going up against each Rip's other? Ritz told me that back in the day, Willie was pretty animated on the bench, and he's really mellowed out quite a bit. So, yeah. I, and I... I I heard it once, sort of in Winnipeg, because I was so close to the bench. Right. I'll never hear something like that again. And if we w- mic'd up Willie, that would be incredible. Try. No, I don't think I'm gonna. No. Yeah, I don't think that that's works. that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I mean, I'll ask. Shoot, what's he gonna say to no to me? Yeah, okay. he might. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good storyline. It, it should be a, a fun night. Obviously, jokes aside, just to to have Sean back in the building and. 
um, just considering his tenure that was, uh, you know, like you said, Gino, well over uh, a decade plus with this uh, organization and, and what he did for this club. And like you kind of said, Jesse, whether you, you love Sean or you hate Sean. Uh, respect what he's done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can't argue with – I guess the only thing you can debate is what would have happened before COVID hit. And yeah. and that team he would be WHL champion. That team was built for uh, for for a long and and potentially prosperous run, right? And so, who's to say whatever would have come out of that? But well, I, I think he he also had a, a decent way of of developing some guys to to make the jump to the next level, right? I mean, was was here for a lot of James Hamblin's career. Uh, Mason Shaw was another one that Quenville. is now seeing some some success. David Quenville, of course, was Edom the. Was with Edom? Was he the assistant or the head coach? I think that, that or did he have both? Sean might have been as an assistant when when Edom was here. Yeah, okay. Sean might have been an assistant coach, but how many wins does Cluey have now? He's got five something. Quite a few. He's, Quite a few. He's, <laughs> he's in the top. Yeah. Is he not in the top ten of most wins in the Western Hockey League for coaches? I mean, wherever he goes, he he finds a way to to check off some wins. And also, what's kind of interesting, Don Hayes on that coaching staff as well, right? Yes, he's an associate coach, isn't he? Yeah, that'd be Don- a real. That's actually a re- you know. I, I know I'm going to interview, try to interview Sean Clouston for our broadcast on Saturday. I yeah. think that's only right. I'd love to pick Don Hayes' brain. Yeah, he's a guy. That's, who's, that's a cool. That's yeah. a cool interview. And I correct me if I'm wrong. Don Hay has some lengthy experience and you know history with the Tigers as yes, well with his time in Vancouver and that was a big rivalry. Of course, yeah. Those those moments together. Yeah. I I could have swore Don Hay was behind the bench yep. of those. T- I kind of forgot so. about Michael Dick too. Like, yeah. Like, but actually, coaching Matt. I'm like, where did this come from? I was like, Mike, I've known you for six for five <laughs> six years where right. the hell was this when i needed this and he's like you never asked you never like, asked well i never it said. was it's, it was really funny when i when vancouver's in i was talking to mike and he came up and actually gave me a hug <laughs> and i was like who yeah, are right? you what have you done with michael deck he's like no i'm just so happy for you man and i was like you were like super serious like 0.7 seconds ago and you just kind of hugged me here yeah, this right? is kind of weird that anyway, was that's a different story. That's like a, a, a Sean Cluson story I have was I was running around with Jesse doing game day stuff. I was running around, and after the game was over, I grabbed fries, <laughs> and I remember he was just wrapping up his post game presser as we were walking out of the security exit, and uh, I was munching away on my fries, and then uh, <laughs> Sean and I we kind of merged together in the lane at the same time. Your eyes met. Yeah, and I just looked at him, and I was like, "Hey, want a fry?" And we just kind of, you know, we hung Bonded. out and had a couple of fries for a if second. If you yeah. don't show up Saturday with some fries, I, I don't think he's going to remember that moment like oh. I will. He might. Yeah, he might. I, I just, it was very funny. I'll, I'll ask him it in my pregame. I mean, I, truth be told, I was telling Jesse, and we were talking about it on the show. I went to school with his daughter. We both went to be teachers, um, and neither one panned out. I am now here on radio, and she's cutting it as a pop indie artist. Which is wow. uh, which you is very very cool. Both still music, just completely yeah. different. different uh, opposite yeah. sides. You can't sing or dance, and no. she can. Yeah, yeah, she could do all the talented stuff. There you yeah. go. It's funny. There was I, I can't remember what series it was, but we unfortunately lost in the playoffs, and so usually I'll do the three starts for the Tigers then. Right. And so the boys are coming, and they're they're angry. Of course they are. Makes sense. So Sean comes through, rounds the corner, and he looks at me and he goes. Great job this season. And he gave me a fist bump. I'll tell you right now, head coaches never give me the fist bump. Yeah, you, really you doesn't. You mean bump. Joe hasn't given no, you No, Joe. A, uh, associate coaches, assistant they do. coaches, yeah. they do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, Mazer and Joe all the time. Willie, no. And and Sean, no. So he comes around the corner. Great job this season. Gives me a fist <laughs> bump. Here I am. I literally turn behind me. 
Because I didn't know who he was talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was someone behind me, and I was like, you mean me? You talking to me? So uh-huh. we had a fist bump, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was the only you made interaction. It. That's where you've made it. I've been with the Tigers, uh, like, nine years. That's the only interaction I think I've had with Sean. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, uh, I remember Thanks. that story. Now, if you get a Willie fist bump, well, do I you think, have to do you have to go out on top and quit? No, I oh, think, yeah, right? I think there's still some. I I snubbed Willie at the gym once, and I think he hasn't gotten over it. You snub. <laughs> so I was hey, at, okay. Hold 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 hold. Yeah, yeah. Hold. Yeah, you and Willie were at start? the you were at the gym, and Willie was there too. This was you don't even like wave or like so here's see the him. Thing. We're at the YMCA, and I think he just got the job back. Right, he just came back to the hat. So here I am. I'm at the YMCA. About eight o'clock at night on the elliptical. Yeah, Willie comes right by, and I know I know Willie. Willie don't know me. I know Willie, so Willie is working out. So I'm like, I'm gonna let this man be. He's getting a workout. He's getting his pump in, his sweat right. on. I'm not doing anything. He gets onto the elliptical right beside me. Oh my! And this here is, I this am. is a moment here. I'm two earbuds deep, watching an old like Royal Rumble or something, <laughs> and I didn't acknowledge him because I was like, he doesn't want to acknowledge me. Like I just I let the guy. Just whatever. So then I leave. He comes on the show with Jimmy and I uh, the next day. And I was like, man, did I snub you at the gym? And he looks at me and goes, you totally snubbed me at the gym oh, last no. night. And I was like, You oh. snubbed like oh, no. one of the greatest I didn't Tiger think he heroes wanted to hear besides me. Bob Redley yeah. and Lanny McDonald and Tom Lysiak? Yeah. I didn't know that he even knew. what I, I thought there's Jim Deuce's sidekick. Like, yeah, just literally. Watching I, I know wrestling. That. I know that. That's fair. And so I, I think to this day, Willie's like, that some bitch snubbed me at the gym. <laughs> He's we definitely not. We got more expletives on. Do you today. ever reach out for one? Like, do you ever try and initiate the? the I did the once. Maybe you do need to Olive Branch. Like, he tried to yeah, reach like, out to. Maybe no, you, no, I did. Do I we did. need to come down like post game and try and like mend this together? Like, no. We just start of the, the year, and... I did like like a Tyrannosaurus Rex type. Nah, like, nah, it wasn't a full. See, he he knows when it's not, when it's not when it's forced. So you got you got to extend that. I hey. have a fear of being like. Rejected? Rejected. Yeah. I, I have He might do it just to do it to then you got it even then you're even up, right? Yeah, but listen. He hasn't had a chance to snub you since. There's not many people that will actually like full on in your face reject you, and I know this because I've tried many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I, I trust me, I've I've gone to lengths I shouldn't go to with many right. things. But there's always you you initiate the name after a win. You just go, Hey, well, you give a clap, audio cue, they look. You're like, hey, good job, fist bump, great game tonight. And if he completely walks away, then you know. Th- he, there's no shot. There's no way. He's too good of a man to look at this you. This is true. To look He's at a you very good man. and say nothing. He might, well, he'll, he'll say nothing. He he'll might, say nothing. He might right. give you a smirk. Or he'll say thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> and we build from there. We build. <laughs> Willie, Saturday, if you give me a fist bump, I know you listen to this. Th- this is after wins. Does oh, yeah, Will, we're does, not doing after does, losses. No, does, no, there's no Does Willie bump. listen to this? I don't know. I'm not gonna ask, but yeah. You, okay. Also, you're the one that is the closest yeah, to the fire. That's true. In. You're the closest in the situation. We're just a couple guys. I do like, know that the coaches do listen because last year was Josh Maser listens to us, in and we appreciate. Really? We love. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh thank you. Josh. I told you that because oh, last yeah, year Sorry, on the season right. that he loves it wasn't great. Yeah. He pulled me aside and he had he said thanks for you know being because we were we. We were kind. I mean, right. what, what are we going to do? Yeah. yeah, we knew that there's a future to this squad. We're I've looking always, at it right now. I've always said that you know, Will, we're we're never going to rip, but we're going to be honest. 
Yep. Yes, 100%. We're not going to shun someone out and call them out and that's make right. them feel horrible. That's right. No. There's no way on this roster you want to do that to anyway. But no, I, I know Mazer listens. Well, I, I might want to do it. Joe, Joe is an interesting. Remember, Joe just got Spotify in, in I think October. Joe listens when he's on. Joe does listen when he's on because yeah, he yeah. likes to. Uh, You're not serious, really? <laughs> no, I don't think Joe actually listens except no, when he's on. Joe, no, the, the Spotify thing? <laughs> unreal, this guy. No, Joe didn't get Spotify until we were on the U.S. trip. I remember telling you Yeah, this. but I didn't know he only listens to the episodes listen, that he's on. we're also on. at wild945.ca. Yeah, know, you, you, he, can, you have hey, the internet, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> you got hey, Google? Joe, hold on. Joe only had iTunes. iTunes! Brother. Not Apple Music, but iTunes when I met him. The oh. fact that he's got Spotify now. Yeah, that's a big step. Matt, we... we we're just—is he an Apple or an Android user? Uh, he's a—he's uh, an Apple. He's got an Apple phone, I think. Yeah, well, there's a beautiful thing like. on Apple called Podcasts. It's right in there. It's built yeah. into the phone. It's yeah. an app. Well, uh, I'm <laughs> very <laughs> curious. Even the boys, like I, the coaching staff aside, how many of the boys listen? I don't know. We would love hopefully. to have the boys on here too. Yeah, hopefully. You know, none, would you like that arranged? Would you yeah, like, sure. Well, that well, is yeah. kind of my job. I mean, probably not this year now because it's too late to, to the end of the season. It depends when you're doing it. But I, I also, I give you guys kudos because I feel like the team is being thrown out there a little bit more. Like, you're going out and about to Ralston, which was awesome. Was you're cool. going to schools, which is awesome. The the TikTok stuff where you're asking the boys questions during great. practice, great. that's great. We're working on it. We haven't steps, had that right? for quite some time where the fans, and myself included, I'll throw Lance in this as well, are not... Uh, like being close to the team, yeah, like, you're you know, finally like, able to to humanize them. A bit yes, again. thank you. Humanize yeah, is the word because yeah, they've they're just good, been the team. They're good kids. We want to know the guys under the helmets. That's right. That's well, right. I think that I think was kind of always that. a secret for so long, right? Yep. Like it was just kind of like they did their business. You came and saw them. That was the end of it. Like like back in the probably the 90s and the early 2000s, like because they didn't have any of this stuff. And the boys actually pushed it more than we did. Good. They, they wanted good. it because they they. You know, maybe they're gonna get somebody's gonna notice something they do, or like, okay, I didn't know that about that guy. Like, maybe I should. Because like, there's a lot of characters that didn't really get known. Like, I remember Elijah Brown. We got to know a little bit. Yeah. Who was the young man we talked about? He would throw up before every game. Gary Hayden. Gary Hayden. <laughs> Uncle Gary was yeah. a guy that I think I needed to be Gary out Hayden. there a little bit more because yeah. he was. He had every some game stories. he gets so worked up that he would puke. Yeah. I, I remember. I remember a 16-year-old Gary oh, yeah. oh, yay high on the Okotoks Oilers affiliate bus to Fort McMurray. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's but just like his first, he was really good. That was a, that, like, not to, this is going to sound arrogant and I don't intend it to be, but like for those two seasons there where I was doing Behind the Stripes on our TV side of things. Yep. And wait, wait, you were on television? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did a little wait? segment. I did it was a segment really good. kind of exactly based around what we're talking about, trying I to humanize that. some of these players and, mm-hmm. and get a better idea. So like, with with Cole Clayton, he tried to teach me how to rope because oh, cool. he's a cowboy. Uh, Mad Sogard, we did we, we had a shootout where I was the goalie and I was terrified for my life. You won, didn't you? I I don't think so. Oh. I, I we'll tell people you won. Even if I won in the shootout, I lost on that video. That right. was a really yeah. that was a really bad episode. <laughs> but you start to like kind of peel back the layers a little bit. Like even guys like Tyler Prezuzo, who who weren't all that outward, like they were kind of more inward guys. Um, and, and you got to learn a little bit about them and. The biggest takeaway that I got with it was actually from James, James Hamlin. We did a uh, gingerbread, gingerbread house contest. Dang. And so I Kinda told him. super cool. Yeah, yeah. I told him ahead of time, and, like, we had fun with it. I thought we were, like, just going to walk in and do it. And how I knew that there was going to come a time where, where Jimmy is going to have a chance to go pro 
was from that video, not because of how he built it, but because he took like two hours the night before watching on how to build the perfect gingerbread house. Like the dude, that's a player, him. right? Yeah, he like prepped. he he fully prepped himself on how to do it so that he would be Absolutely. able to go in and in the thirty minutes absolutely smash the 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 contest and yep. so that was really cool you just got to see these different sides of some of these guys like yep. we did one with dylan mcpherson which was great Chizowski. um yeah <laughs> right right cool, we we went and pretended like we were it was like uh like the jokesters video whatever we were cleaning it was. windows yeah we were we walked around south country co-op's parking lot up in northlands and we were uh with squeegees <laughs> and buckets and we were washing people's windows that's hilarious um yeah. So, well, you, there's a lot of characters on this team that would do that. The I, reason why I brought all that up not was just to talk about it, but like you, you got to learn a little bit about the players at the yes, same time, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that you guys are getting back to that because for the last couple of years we couldn't. Yeah. That's what that's what this long story was to try and We've had embrace is that you guys are doing some good stuff and like it's it's awesome to we're trying to have these players back into schools. Like that's such a big thing. I remember when I was in grade school, man, it's Tigers like, came through, how huge that even was. Even Ralston, I know those those kids, even oh, adults, man. That oh, was yeah. it's been like three years because of it's COVID. electric out there. Electric. It, they and the the lady, uh Jenny. Jenny is her name, I met. And she said, These guy these kids love you more than the Calgary Flames. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like you know what? That's so true. Like that's incredible. I know um, they're coming out. There's about 135 of them Hell coming yeah. out on Saturday. Yes, to, uh, and to, they're going to be loud and they're going to be rowdy, and we love that. Yeah, awesome. like Matt, there's so like this is another podcast in itself. Uh, you know what? Put your suggest the tiger suggestion box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, truly. That could be a whole. Other we're thing we're working be... on it. We're working on some new things, and we're trying to. You know, we're trying to be. Sports is fun. Uh, it yep. really is. Like I, I, I miss my, I miss the girlfriend every day. Believe me, when she's not here. But I've and I'm able to block out some of that by working and working in hockey and work with this team. So I, we've only scratched the surface. It's nice that the players want to take a lead on it too. Yeah, yeah. that Definitely. is really nice. Definitely. Like there's a lot of stories you don't even know yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You guys are doing big things, gentlemen. It's been forty-five minutes. Uh, we got like get longer set. to be honest. Like, we got to get set for a very busy week. At co-op All right, place. Jesse, who starts Saturday? It's Becky Lanko. Oh, yeah. It's not as fun? No. <laughs> well, I mean, to be <laughs> honest, just your like, favorite segment. Just shoots Lance's suggestion out of the yeah, sky. It's it's be Becky, of the Beckett's going to start probably, yeah, you're right. I would say, three out of the four. Maybe you give him that night off, depending how the week goes, and you get May against I, Edmonton. I think May goes against Swift. Really? You got back-to-back with Winnipeg. I'm sorry. I need Beckett Lanko at his absolute best for that one. We know what he is. Um, he, okay. he has turned heads since Christmas. He has done so well. I just figure he's been so good at home that you just ride these three home games. See, this is the part where this is where your your show your segment would have been better if you didn't shoot Lance. No, out no, of the no, sky. no, no. I was going to say this is the part <laughs> where where the coaches start laughing at us because we're trying to rationalize the decision. They're like, "You're so stupid." You guys, are we right. already know what's happening. They they know, and I don't. Like, um, I think Evan's going to go against Swift. I really do. I so think depending would, on how they do against Kamloops, that'll also set the table. Here for that. would be my reasoning for having Beckett start against Swift is because which. Just purely on paper, on prior history, again, I'm going to be just realistic and honest. You have a better fighting chance on an average night against Swift than you do against That's Winnipeg. also fair. That's a good point. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed Daryl Sutter do it last year with the Flames, and that's why it, now I just 
I always <laughs> reference that as like that's where I picked it up. No, you but, mentioned it before, and it, it right? has yeah. I, because I believe if it. you have a, a game where you it. want yep. points more, and you know you got to beat that team that you're fighting, like yep. you want your best in there. Yeah. So, so so maybe Evan against Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Maybe and, and Evan wasn't bad yesterday against Virginia. And we know he that wasn't. he can handle good teams. Yeah, he's oh, actually yeah, yeah. he might be better against really good teams. <laughs> maybe actually. that could be. Something it sounds to crazy, it. but so he, then you still put Evan's got to start one of those games in the back to back. I really do think so. Yeah, Friday, whoever's healthy. Because I think you're gonna better. go. I think you might you go back at Saturday, back at Tuesday. I'll go with Lance's May Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then I go back to back at against Edmonton. I want I want. Those another, two points. points you need, I yeah. need those, and I need Beckett. To and it's get those, not those. It's not that uh, that Evan May can't provide those, but I think that Beckett Lanco is just playing out of his mind. I mean, at home right now, Beckett's seeing the puck. He's just turning incredible. heads. Like he's <laughs> even what he did in, in Edmonton on Family Day there. The scary or thing, in Red Deer, Red Deer. on Family Day. One of the scary things about Beckett now is you go back to the Alberta Winter Games or the Canada Winter Games in Red Deer a few years ago. Shane Wright was at that Winter Games. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But the 03 goalies for Team Alberta were Drew Sim and Lachlan Gordon, who's not in this league anymore. Mm-hmm. Beckett Lanco was never selected. He might be one of the best 03 goalies in the Western League right now. Along yeah, with like uh, be in the conversation. Like for Holt would be anyway. good and Palmer's good as an 03. Or is Palmer an 02? But yeah, like the 03s. Like he's an underrated O three born goaltender right now. Yep, that people have, people forgot about. The yeah. biggest thing is he needs his rest. Yes, he's better yes. when he gets a little bit of rest. He got he got the day off last game, so he's going to come in with what five days of of, of rest heading yep. into Saturday. Sign me up. That's a good sign. Then he gets two days off and then plays Tuesday. If you give him the Wednesday off, then he's stretched out for another couple of days. Like break wise, it kind of lines up. Yep, and that way you're still keeping May fresh. You're getting yep. him in on rotation. And, and if something comes up, then you still have May with a game like that. Mm-hmm. It works. Saturday night, you got the Tigers, you got the Blazers. It is a big, big game. I love it. Gino's got the call on Wild 94.5. Uh, but if you are in the area, go get tickets. Ticks.ca. Big homestand coming for the Tigers. We'll see you next week. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. 